There are three mistakes we're making when we're giving our opinions in the workplace, and you guys need to hear this. I mean, these mistakes, they're costing us our work relationships. These mistakes, they're making our peers, our team members, our managers, you know, resistant to our great ideas, you know, that we propose in the workplace. And then these mistakes, they are resulting in our teams not improving as fast as we want them to improve. They're resulting in our teams not smashing our our goals right but if you master how to give feedback and your opinions in the workplace the right way you'll see your career take off you'll see your team smash goals and you'll see people buying into your ideas and you need to master this for your conversations when you are in meetings you need to master this for your one-on-ones with your team and you need to master this for your conversations with your manager you see We've been taught wrongly. We've been taught to leave our humanity at the door and just be cold and professional at work. Guys, it doesn't work. You see, we've also been taught that if we don't have something nice to say, well, don't say it. That really just doesn't work for managers. It is our job to give feedback and opinions. So what I'll teach you today is based on a book called Radical Candor by Kim Scott. It's so good that Amazon rolled it out as part of their Insights for Entrepreneurs training. I'm going to start by giving you some theory in 30 seconds or less, you know, about giving effective feedback in the workplace, giving effective opinions. So there's two dimensions for giving effective opinions. The first is that you have to give a damn. That's right. You have to care personally and demonstrate that you value the other person as a professional. Because at the end of the day, guys, people are human beings and we are only influenced when we think or believe or know that the other person actually cares about us or they care about what we care about. At the end of the day, politicians have mastered this in their campaigning. And I'm not asking you to be manipulative. I'm asking you to care. The second dimension is the willingness to piss people off. You know, the willingness to challenge directly. Those are the two dimensions that we have to have a delicate balance with in order to give effective opinions or effective feedback or effective guidance at work. So what are the three mistakes? The first mistake, it's called obnoxious aggression. I'll start by telling you what happens when you are obnoxiously aggressive so you can see it in yourself or in others, and then I'll define it for you. So when you are obnoxiously aggressive, you start to see three things, right? You start to notice that people at work, they're barely giving you enough to get by. When you ask them to do something, they just check the box. And then the other thing you see is that you have some wrecked working relationships and y'all know that the key to a successful career deeply lies in the ability to have successful relationships at work, perhaps even more important than your individual performance. And then the third thing you see is that you start to notice deep resistance to your great ideas. I mean, sometimes people resist your great ideas to your face or sometimes they resist them behind your back. So then what is obnoxious aggression? So if you found yourself justifying a conversation by saying, well, I'm just being direct, guess what? You likely were obnoxiously aggressive. 
Obnoxious aggression happens when you challenge directly, which is the willing to piss people off dimension, which is great, but you don't at the same time show them that you care personally or value them as a professional. Obnoxious aggression is feedback that is not delivered kindly or praise that is patronizing. And here's the thing, guys, we all sometimes do it. But if you do it consistently, you handicap your career success. So mistake number two is really common in the workplace. And it's what Kim Scott calls ruinous empathy. And guys, let me explain to you what happens when your communication style is primarily ruinously empathetic. Number one, your employees, your team members are ignorant of their performance issues. So they never change or improve. Or then number two, your projects are stalling or your team just doesn't seem to hit those goals. So then what is ruinous empathy? Guys, ruinous empathy actually happens, I think, because many of us are taught if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it. But the reality, guys, is that as managers, it is our job to tell people how they can improve so that they can smash goals. So ruinous empathy happens when you care so much about your team, but you don't have the courage to challenge them directly. You don't have the courage to piss them off, right? But the problem, guys, is that with ruinous empathy, it may feel nice and safe, but it's ultimately unhelpful and even damaging. And it's really, really, really unfair to your employees because you don't give them a chance to improve. By the way, the first time an employee hears about their performance issues should not be A, at performance review time, or B, when you're laying them off, or C, when you're firing them. If it is, there's your sign that you're ruinously empathetic. Mistake number three is called manipulative insincerity, and it is the worst of all quadrants. So it is where you don't care personally and you don't challenge directly, both of them. So you know those colleagues who give insincere praise or flattery to your face, and then they give harsh criticism about you behind your back? Oh yeah, that's manipulative insincerity or the insincere apology, you know, that lives here too. This is also where political behavior lives. It's where passive aggression lives. It's where backstabbing and gossip lives. It is the worst of all the quadrants. But guys, keep this in mind. This quadrant can also be a self-protective reaction to you if you were obnoxiously aggressive. So if you are and you find that people are being insincere to you, perhaps you need to evaluate your style, go back to style number one and see if that's who you are, if that's what your style is. So then what are the consequences of this style? Like we said, one, people are manipulatively insincere to you. They talk behind your back, not in front of you. Trust is lost if you do this and then nothing gets done. So we've all made these three mistakes and we'll all continue to make these three mistakes. But the question becomes, what's the ideal and how can I know if I'm playing outside of the ideal in order to adjust? So the ideal, according to the book, is what's called radical candor. It is the perfect dance between caring personally, meaning they just give a damn access, and being willing to piss people off, the challenge directly access. 
Radical candor is a practice and over time it gets easier to be radically candid in your emails, in your one-on-one -on -one conversations and in your meetings. But then there's a bigger question of when you're in the middle of a conversation, how do you know when you're not being radically candid in order to shift gears? How do you know when your delicate balance is off? Guys, it's easy. The gauge as to whether to change or not is not based on your mouth, but on how your feedback is landing on the other person. You know, how they are receiving your feedback. This is where you have to become intellectually aware and caring. So here's the thing. If you're giving someone feedback and they are getting angry or defensive or sad, this is your sign to move up more in the caring personally access. You need to demonstrate in that moment that you care about them. Or if you're giving feedback and they're just not hearing you, regardless of how you're trying to spin it differently, then this is your sign to move up and challenge more directly. That's right. It's your sign that you need to challenge them more directly so they hear you. So managers, which manager will you be? Do you want to know exactly how to give radically candid feedback and what gets you results time and time again without damaging your relationships? Tune in tomorrow because I will give you the formula and you're going to love it. You don't want to miss it and your career and results depend on it. If you enjoyed this, please share it widely and follow me on Facebook, Tabitha and Jerry.